welcome back to the Chuck and Troop Show. My boy Chuck, back in the building today, Chuck. Let the crowd know how you feeling. Uh, I know that Monday night was rough, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But otherwise, how are you? I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, football's off and running. We got MLB playoffs around the corner. I think it's a great time for sports right now. Everybody should be excited every day of the week. We got games. Yep. And pretty soon we'll hit that point where all four major sports and maybe even college football have a game going on simultaneously. And when that moment comes, there's nothing else quite like it. So, No, nothing else. Best time of the year for sports. Best time of the year for Chuck and Chew. We got another great episode today. We're going to be talking about our NFL power rankings, specifically our top 10 and bottom 10. MLB playoffs have started, and we don't want to cheat too much because it did start today. We know some of the results, but we will give our ALCS, NLCS, and World Series predictions. But we like to start the show off with our very favorite segment. Yeah. W's. And L's, except we have a W of the week and we have an L of the week. And they're both football related. So let's yeah. jump into it, Chuck. What is the W of the week? So W of the week is going to go to our guy, Puka Nakua. Um, I like to call him Puka Matata, you know? Oh, yeah. He has no worries for the rest of your days. So this guy came onto the scene. Cooper Cup gets hurt. Who's the next guy to step up on the Rams offense? This guy named Puka Nakua from BYU. I thought he was a tight end um, this whole this whole time for the weeks one and two, but he was a wide receiver. It's like, who the hell is this guy? First week, like 15 targets for like 115 yards. Next week, 20 targets gets like 12 or, or 15 catches for 159 yards. Shoop had him in his fantasy team. He was playing against me. Absolutely murdered my ass in the second half of those game slates. I thought I had in the bag, but then this guy shows up and just fucking murders me. So he comes in uh, Monday night against the Bengals, gets like 35 yards in the first half, really nothing in the second half, but ends with 72 yards receiving. Um, almost had a touchdown at the end of that game. This past week, dude absolutely blew up. Um, I had him in a parlay with like over 100 yards receiving, and it hit. My parlay didn't hit, but – that's fine. But this guy is absolutely a maniac. He catches everything. I think he had, again, like over 150 yards receiving or some something like that. Again, like 20 targets. Um, he looks like Stafford's favorite guy. And I absolutely love this kid. And I hope he continues to excel at a high level when Cooper Cup comes back. Let's break this down a little bit more to put this into context. His 39 receptions over his first four games, the most ever by any NFL player in terms of reception yeah. for a first four career games. And he broke that record with his first catch of the game. So 31 when he broke the record, he got 39. He's awesome. got 501 receiving yards, most ever through a receiver's first four games. He has his 501 receiving yards is second in the NFL ahead of Tyreek Hill, just behind Justin Jefferson. And his first career touchdown happens to be a clutch game winner. And to really break down what makes him so great, he's a great route runner. He finds ways to get open. But when, once he gets open, whenever a defender hits him, he always seems to get two or three more yards after the play, like a, running, like a good running back would. So that right there, it just, you know, he can turn second and three into first down just like that. So it's no wonder why Stafford targets him. And I really don't think his production is not going to be as huge as it is now. But with Cooper Cup back, uh, he will. He should still maintain a very good season. And he's definitely my favorite for Rookie of the Year right now. I, I like that pick a lot. I would love to know the odds. I'll get that in a second. And you're totally right. Defense have, defenses have to account for him now, especially when Cooper Cup comes back too. So. That makes the Rams' offense even more better. They got no choice, but mm -hmm. there's a certain team where defenses have to account for nobody on the offense. And Me what team is that, Chuck? Uh, our our sad but not forgotten New York Giants. 
which uh, is it pains me to see what just happened uh, yesterday on Monday. But I, I honestly have to think here, the only way you can go is up. But RL, like I know the O-line wasn't doing well, but RL has to go to Danny Dimes. I think he played the worst game in his career um, without like, and, and like everybody on Twitter saying is the old line, everybody on the radio saying it's him. It's a little bit of both, but this time I'm going to put it on the quarterback because we just paid him fucking $40 million a year. And that game was not a good look. You had, it was 14, three, you're going into the red zone and you throw a pick six. And in that play, the, there was a corner route open the same side he was looking to with fucking Darren Waller. We're not getting Darren Waller involved. I don't know why Dimes and Waller aren't on the same page or at least like looking at each other to make better plays like uh, how Mahomes and Kelsey operate. But, I mean, that's Mahomes and Kelsey. Dimes, I went into like a film analysis. He missed so many like quick reads that he could have just got the ball out and there wouldn't be there wouldn't have been sacks. There wouldn't have been a fumble. Um, he's I, – and I get the line's not blocking. looks like he's playing scared, but – Dude, you're the quarterback of the New York football giants. You got to nut up and take care of the football. And I know he's not the guy to make excuses, but like, I'm tired of hearing like the fucking O-line is the problem. When you got a quarterback, you're paying $40 million and he's not making the right reads. Cause I know uh, the offense coordinator uh, Kafka, he's putting the plays in place to, to expose the defense and take what the defense gives you. But Dimes' mind isn't – I don't think his mind's there. And I, we need Andrew Thomas back, I guess. We need Saquon back. But somebody's going to have to make plays, and the quarterback's not looking real good to shoot. So what do you think? This whole team needs to be ashamed of themselves. Um, I mean, it's not totally the fault that we don't have – we really just don't have the talent right now to compete. Not with our two best players, really out with Thomas and Saquon, but it's not an excuse. That's on the front office for not building some depth. We had cap space in the offseason. They could have done something. But this was, I called it a must-win game because now the Dolphins and Bills are lurking on that schedule. We're already one and three. How are we going to keep up with those offenses? I mean, like, the what I hate seeing is the coaching spat between Daniel Jones and Brian Dable. I hate that too. I feel, I'm like, I feel, I'm glad that D- Brian Dable has the guts to call out his quarterback like that, deservedly so. But I didn't like Daniel Jones' reaction to it, and he took a whopping eleven sacks. It's, it's, it's one. On one hand, it's like you can do a better job of evading pressure. You're mobile, but at the same time. His line is not giving him a chance. And you've played football before. You might not have played quarterback, but you know that if you get if you're getting pressure in your face all the time, you start seeing ghosts like Sam Darnold. You start like freaking out and not playing up to your best. And I think that element is there. That's why he's not connecting with his receivers. He's not making the basic plays because he's in his head. But it's really unfortunate because we we all we all knew that the Giants had a tough schedule, yeah. But we want to see them compete. They look like one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. They're like not competing, the worst. like the worst. They're not competing. So it's it sucks because we had some high expectations this year, but it maybe we can get a good draft pick. Yay! And I hate and I hate to be the like pessimistic, but I'm gonna like I'm. I'm going to be optimistic here. Like, I mean, it's a week-to-week league, so I'm hoping something changes. Maybe we play the younger guys high and Robinson more because the wide receivers also, I'd like to say, just aren't putting any effort to getting open. So let's hopefully something changes. We need a patented Dable upset, one of these two games, right. or our season's over. It's, exactly. That's pre- We're going to be buried behind in that NFC East. All right. Well – Let's talk about our NFL power rankings. And I like to start with the bottom 10 since we're already talking about um, our bottom team. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to list my 32 through 28. Mm -hmm. 
and then you do you th- your 32 through 28, and then we'll talk about our differences. So yes. in my bottom five teams in the league, I have the Chicago Bears as the worst team in the NFL. I have the Giants as the second worst. I got the Broncos as the third worst, Panthers at 29, and I got the Raiders at 28. Now, what do you have? So I have agreed. I got the Bears. 31, I got the Cardinals. 30, I have the Panthers. 29, I have the Patriots. And 28, I have the Raiders. Okay. So my first question to you. So you have the Cardinals at 31. Do you believe that what you've seen so far is fluky? Or do you just, like, not believe in the team so far? So I I just think that – um, but like they really have no star players on defense except for Buda Baker, but it looks like he's like injury ridden. So I'm thinking here that the Cardinals are in a tough division and the Rams look good right now. I'm thinking they just get killed by their division, and then the other games that they play, like they can they can definitely fight, but. But other than that. I don't really think that the Cardinals can win many games. So that's mm-hmm. why I have them as the second worst team. Any questions you have about my list? I, I would like to ask why you put the Giants as the second worst team in the NFL. Right now, nothing is clicking. The defense is not great. The defense has looked very exposable in this first half of the season. And, you know, Gino might not have been healthy that game with with the hit that he took. Uh, So that could have impacted his play. Otherwise, we've seen this defense, you know, like Josh Jobs was getting first down after first down against us before the team ended up collapsing. Uh, And in the third game, the, the Giants, you know, they made some plays, but it just looked like, a huge talent disparity between them and the 49ers. But if they can't play defense and they can't block and they don't have any sort of pass team going, and now Saquon is hurt, right now they're the second worst team in the NFL. If Andrew Thomas and Saquon get healthy, they'll be better. But they're not right now. So that's where I have them. I see. I definitely see. Any other questions about my list? I think we're all on the same page here. Yeah. Um I'm more. I'm actually curious about certain teams that you don't have, but uh, why do you have the uh, Patriots in your bottom five? I just I think that Mac Jones. I mean, he he did play against the Cowboys defense that was very good, um, and he has thrown for a lot of yards in previous games before that. But I just don't think. I think the AFC um, the AFC East is going to be a tough schedule for them they definitely beat the jets but can they beat the bills or the dolphins i don't think so um and i just think bill belichick i think he's on his way out um judon uh injured his bicep but so he's going to be out um what's his name also gonzalez got hurt so i think a lot of injuries are going to screw them and then i mean it's bill o'brien's first year as offensive coordinator he can get the job done for them, but I don't know. It's going to be tough for them, I think, to win games in, in late-game situations, especially no playmakers on the outside, too. And they're running, like, three tight ends uh, running routes at the same time. So I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, it's very fair. And no run game, negative run game. It's very fair to say that Belichick is past it. It seems like he likes to hire his guys. You know, he brings in Matt Patricia and then Bill O'Brien. He's got his sons yeah. on the team. It seems like he owns the franchise, so he gets to do what he wants. So it's understandable. I don't think the Patriots ever fire him, to be honest. I, yeah, I see that. But ho- I mean, hopefully he can get wins with yeah. that roster. Yeah, hopefully soon. Um, so let's continue on with our bottom uh, fives. So, well, bottom tens. So to round out my list, after Bears, Giants, Broncos, Panthers, Raiders, I have the Patriots at number 27. I got the Cardinals all the way up at 26. Commanders at 25. The Saints at 24. And the Jets at 23. Okay. All right. All right. I'll start at, uh, I went to 20. Did I go to, yeah, 27. I yes. have 
Broncos. 26, I then have the Giants. 25, I have Atlanta. 24, Commanders. 23, Jets. 22, Titans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the record, I guess the Titans will make it the 11th team, but I, I would put the Titans at 22. They were like they're they're like that's why I put twenty two. So like I didn't know it was either Jets or Titans. I just put them out there. Yeah, very fair. Uh, so what I like to open up with your list, um, Atlanta. I didn't have Atlanta in my bottom ten. Why do you have Atlanta in your bottom ten? So their first two games uh, were against the Panthers um, and right the other one, but their last two games were against the Jaguars and the Lions. And they do seem to have, like, a really good pass defense, and they run the ball really efficiently. But I really don't see the Falcons winning a lot of games with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. And I'm definitely looking forward to the um, the Falcons playing the Texans this weekend. I think C.J. Stroud's going to have a field day and throw all over the field. We'll get to that game later. But I just don't think Desmond Ritter, as the Atlanta Falcons quarterback, can get games done – late like in the fourth quarter especially against a their their division's also going to be tough where the saints are going to be clawing for a playoff spot bucks are going to be clawing for a playoff spot the panthers are their ass but their defense their defensive um i think their pass game pass defense is is just as good as the falcons pass defense so i think that the falcons are going to have a, a rough time on defense stopping teams that like to throw a lot well what I like about the Falcons and why I didn't include them in my bottom 10, and to be fair, all your points are very good. I don't think Ritter is uh, a starting quarterback in the NFL right now. Right? Okay, Maybe he could develop into one, but at least right now he's not. Yeah. But their strength of the team is the run game. And the last two teams they play, the Jaguars and Lions, have very good run defenses. So it seems like the Falcons are going to run to his problem where they play a good run defense. They're, they're screwed, but they they play a poor run defense, then it's their bread and butter. And on defense, they've got a lot of good playmakers on there to keep them in games all year. So I don't think they're bottom 10 worthy. Uh, but what questions do you have about? I got, yeah, I want to ask. Um, so the Saints, you don't think the Saints can come back and make a run here? With especially, I mean, I know Carr's injured, but. I feel like they have a complete roster. Their defense is old, but they can get after the quarterback, I think. But what do you think? Well, that's the question. Can they get after a quarterback? It, it's it been kind of inconsistent yeah. game after game. Uh, and they're still a bottom 10 pressure rate team. The The concerns for me is the biggest one is the coaching. The coaching is still really bad. Um, is Derek Carr, you know, are we going to run to another Joe Barrow-like situation where – Derek Carr is hurt. It's his shoulder. He didn't. He didn't look right um, at all this past week. Are they going to just keep throwing him out there until the wheels come off? You know, like uh, I hate when teams put out hurt quarterbacks like that. Yeah. Um, you know, wh- why wasn't Olave getting the ball? Why? Um, where the receive? Where was the receiving game? You know, it was just checkdowns to Kamara the entire game. Like he had, I think he had thirteen catches. Yeah, for like thirty nine yards. Which happy for PPR owners, but like that is that's an insane amount of checkdowns uh, and losing at home to a division rival. Which you know uh, the Buccaneers have had a good start to the season. I don't consider them an elite team, but the the Saints like they blew that lead against the Packers a few weeks ago. Um, I, it's, it really comes down to coaching. I just don't really believe. Um, I don't believe they have the right leader in charge. I think that makes a big difference. Yeah, I, I definitely see the uh, the coaching aspect. I wasn't really a fan of Arthur's. What's his name? Arthur Smith. Uh, Dennis Allen. Dennis for Allen. The Saints. Arthur Smith is the Falcons. It's, it's Falcons. Yeah. No. Yeah. Dennis Allen. No. Not my guy. Mm-hmm. And now you had the Broncos at twenty-seven. I had them at thirty. I I think despite the win that their defense is still it might be the worst in the league right now yeah. uh what what has what separates them for you like do you think that they're better than the record indicates i no definitely i agree with you their defense is absolutely poop um but i think just the 
the presence of a new coach and uh, Russell Dangerwich action. I don't know. I feel like that team, that team, uh, watching them come back against one of the worst teams in the league, though, it showed me that they had heart and that they weren't really going to give up in that game, even though they were down like 25 points. It was an amazing comeback. So I still think that Sean Payton has the will to get his guys ready every Sunday to play a complete game, unless it's the Dolphins at in Miami. Yeah, <laughs> that was not not even a complete game, just a very incomplete game. Awful. Yeah. Awful. So those so that's our bottom ten. If you'd like to know more, drop a comment below, ask us about a team, or give your opinion on on the teams that we've given so far. Uh, and we will get to our top 10. But first, quick sponsor. If you like the necklace that I'm wearing, this is from Arichi. So if you would like to get one yourself or get a bracelet, go into the link below and sign up and grab some merch. Some bling bling. Like a Chuck? You like the bling oh, bling? Like yeah, I like that. Very cool, very cool. But no more sponsors. Back to the video. Top 10 time. So let's go through our 6 through 10. So... For my 6 through 10, I have the Browns starting at number 10, mm-hmm. the Chargers at number 9, the Ravens at number 8, the Lions at 7, the Cowboys at 6. Okay, okay. I have at 10, the Bucks. I have 9, the Chargers, at 8, Dolphins, 7, Ravens, and then 6, Cowboys. So what immediately stands out on your list is you have the Dolphins much lower than I have. I haven't, I didn't mention the Dolphins yet, and spoiler, they're in my top five. But you have them all the way down at eight. Do you, did you see something in that latest loss that really concerned you? Yeah, I'm concerned about um, just like that their pass defense. Like, I mean, once they get – I don't know when Ramsey's coming back, but I don't know. Their secondary, to me, just didn't look like they were on the same page. And Josh Allen was just fucking slinging it all over the field. Missed tackles uh, by the secondary also for the Dolphins. Um, definitely not counting them out as a top five team, but right now, after watching that performance and they lost, they lost by double digits um, and they couldn't even keep it close. Um, I'm just thinking that maybe the Dolphins are kind of um, overrated. And yes, their offense is flashy and whatnot, but first game, um, I, I forgot that, but they played the Patriots. They're about to play the Giants. They played the Broncos. So I don't think, like, those teams are very good. I think the Bills is the best team that they've played so far. So I'm I'm thinking, can they play good teams tight? And, can and I mean, two is balling, but can their defense get stops against good teams? That's a very important point. We will see if it's the Dolphins' embarrassing teams or if the Dolphins just happen to play a light schedule. But while yeah. they do have the most explosive offense in the league, on paper, on metrics, whatever, their defense is top bottom 10 right now, total. So it's just something to watch out for, especially when we get closer to playoff time, you know, making those predictions. Long um, season. We'll see. Uh, question yeah. for you. Now, you got, you got the Browns in there. You really, you really, on, you really on the toilet bowl, toilet Browns? My feeling on this past week's game was that DTR sucked. Yeah. And the Browns realized quickly that the game is out of hand and they gave up. Um, does that, that could be, you know, indicative of coaching, but it could also be just mean like the game was kind of just going the wrong way for them. And uh, where, where I'm going with this, though, is the Ravens are a good team. The defense for the Browns is still elite. The Browns just made some boneheaded plays. Like there was one play where Elijah Moore took an end around and he got negative 20 yards. Without looking at the play itself, just looking at the box score, that looks insane. But he was just running around for his life and just didn't make good decisions. So there was just some bonehead decisions that could have kept them closer. But DTR clearly wasn't ready for his first game. He's a fifth-round rookie, so keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, the defense is, is still one of the best in the NFL. I'm extremely impressed with how well the Browns used their free agent money to tackle that defense with uh, Thornhill at safety and then 
plugging in Tomlinson in the middle of that defense. And Miles Garrett is my favorite right now to win defensive player of the year. I think it's not close right now, honestly. I think he's the runaway favorite right now. So I think that'll keep them in many games. And I trust them more than the other two AFC North teams that they're currently ahead of. I I agree. I just I I'm hoping that um, Watson doesn't botch their in their team. I just I'm hoping he plays well and he doesn't fumble the ball or anything. So all eyes are on Watson. For I sure. For sure. Your number ten team, you have the Buccaneers. I do not have in my top ten. I'm aware that they're three and one, but you could make the same case for some other teams that you already talked about that yeah. the Bucks have had an easy schedule so far. But what makes you put them in your top ten? I think I'm just gonna I'm going really off of that recent game going into um, New Orleans. Yes, the Saints played a hurt Derek Carr, but uh, like watching that game, like I feel like their defense was just balling out and like getting after it and running all over the field. Um, and Baker Mayfield, I think, is playing great football. He's really just taking what the defense gives him. He's not playing. He's not trying to play hero ball. Yes, uh, Mike Adams gets hurt, but. Then he comes out and still like scores a touchdown, like even though Mike Adams is uh, Mike Evans is hurt. Um, so I think there's a lot of fire to Baker here, and I definitely put that in there for a stretch. Maybe what do you think Bucks are top fifteen? I think they're they played like a top half team for sure, but they're definitely in that middle range for me. Um, I just I actually think it, that game is more on the Saints not showing up that's just my especially at home I'm, but, gonna, I'm on the baker train heavy i'm right i'm ryan mayfield he's my guy um pause, uh, pause. Ryan, <laughs> pause. but baker's my guy um and i can't wait um to see what he does I, I don't, they're on a buy this week i'm pretty i think so but i'm excited to see what he's going to do in that division so maybe the Bucks pull it out. Yeah, and you know what? I like rooting for Baker Mayfield, so I'm all for it. Other than that, our, our top half is pretty similar. Yes. Um, so let's go into our top five. And my top five is the Philadelphia Eagles coming in at number five, Dolphins at four, Chiefs at three, Bills at two, 49ers at one. I have it. Pretty similar. I got Bills at one, 49ers two, three Eagles, four Lions, five Chiefs. So the the Chiefs is an interesting one. You are a proclaimed Chiefs fan on this show, and you have them lower than I have them. What is your pessimism regarding the Chiefs? So, I mean, after what, like, I'm again, I'm going off of the most recent game. They've played against the, the Jags um, at Jacksonville in week two, and they beat them. Um, they lost to the Lions week one. Uh, they, their defense uh, only let up um, uh, what's it, minus 13 points, and their defense is coming along great throughout these last couple of weeks. Um, I just put them at five because this past week, I think they over they got to stop overlooking teams with good defense. I think they overlooked the Jets. They got up 17 nothing, and then – I think Mahomes is just—he fucked me in fantasy. I love you, Pat, but he fucked me over in fantasy. He's just sitting back there, and I don't know—he's throwing balls that he shouldn't be throwing, and like he knew their picks right away. You see him on Sunday Night Football going, "My bad, my bad." Like, yeah, no shits, your bad. You threw right at the guy. So they're taking teams lightly, and I also don't think that their wide receivers are on the same page still. Like, they're still rotating like six. They're still having like a six wide receiver rotation. And I'm really I'm not worried yet about the Taylor Swift um, attention, but I will say I'm a little I'm not superstitious about it, but I'm definitely stitious about it. So hopefully, it creates, yeah. So hopefully it creates <laughs> winning, which it has. She's two and zero so far coming to the games, but I just don't. I just hope it doesn't affect uh, Travis Kelsey's play and then ultimately Mahomes' play because. Kelsey's his number one guy, and these wide receivers need to figure it out and learn the fucking system. Somebody at wide receiver needs to step up, and it's not going to be MVS. Mm-hmm. I do think, though, you have to 
think about the fact that Mahomes played his worst game of the season in a while, if anything. Yeah. And the Chiefs still won. I mean, you could we could talk about the penalty, but the thing about bogus penalties in the NFL is you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you have to win based on the penalty. Yeah. So that's that's my take on that. But I think it's impressive that the Chiefs didn't play our best football and still beat a pretty good defense. Well, and we'll see how their offense does going forward. Because mm-hmm. they got the Vikings, and Vikings' pass defense is atrocious. Yeah. And, and uh, Murphy, whatever his name is, uh, um, the Vikings talking hella shit, and he's going to give Kelsey a run for his money, but we'll see, buddy. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, you have you have the Eagles at five. So we'll, I'll come right back to you with a five question as well. You don't think that – I just – I have them at three because I think they still dominate every team physically with their run game and then Jalen Hurts but, but is Chuck, but Chuck, kind of well. The problem is they haven't been dominating at all. I mean, the the Bucks game, like, I think Baker Mayfield was – got kind of exposed in that game versus the Eagles. Uh, and I, there's a lot of good play, pieces to love about this team. I mean, the offensive line is still good. And Jalen Carter is a, a stud already. So that's great signs. But there's weaknesses on this. There's weaknesses on this team for sure. Um, the pass game, you know, other than the two stud wideouts, you know, isn't great. The Goddard's nowhere to be found. Uh, the secondary yeah. is exposable. The linebackers aren't all that great. And they just seem kind of lost on offense sometimes. With It's the fact that both their coordinators are gone. They're yeah. just struggling to maintain that same dominance. They're 4-0. They're 4-0. That's why I got, yeah. That's why I got they're still, they They're still finding ways to win games as good teams do. But if you look at the metrics... They're a middle-of-the-pack offense and a middle-of-the-pack defense right now. So when they end up playing a team like the Cowboys or the 49ers, uh, I'm not sure if they do play the 49ers this year, but when they end up do playing, when they do end up playing yeah. a good team this year, because at least so far they haven't had a, a very good caliber matchup yet, uh, when they do play one of those teams, it's we're not going to see that sort of like domination. I think we're going to see maybe an offensive struggle. And if, you know, some of these teams can get, get into shootouts very easily. I don't know. I don't see the same dominance as last year. They're still a good team, but they're definitely a little bit worse than last year. Now I have another question for you. Um, The dolphins, you seem to really like the dolphins at, uh, four right there. What mm-hmm. what gives them the edge at four? Over the Eagles? Yeah. This is a historically well-performing offense right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, week four like was a blowout, and it was definitely a good reality check that the team needed, but there's still the three weeks before that where they're putting up ridiculous numbers, and Tua is finding guys all over the field. You don't win by 50 by accident, you know? Yeah. You win because you have McDaniel and this organization that has put players in positions. They've drafted just fast, elite, athletic guys, and they've put them in the right places on the field, and defenses can't keep up. And McDaniel has truly been genius in the way that he schemes his receivers open by using their speed to get them out open 20, 25 yards downfield. So when they cut left or they cut right, by the time the DB reacts, it's over. And then you have the quarterback in place, Tua, who can make those throws. Dolphins, if they score like that and they make plays like that, they can beat anybody in the league. And one point that I want to make is when they play the Chargers, uh, shout out, I believe it's Alex Rollins, who is... Really good YouTuber who does a lot of NFL film analysis. Um, he pointed out how Mike McDaniel countered Brandon Staley mid-game when the Chargers were basically running like a 
cover two shell yeah. to try to uh, you know box those receivers in and not let them get open in space. Yeah. What he did was he opened up the the flat for like his tight ends and his running backs and was exposing them down there. So eating up first downs mm-hmm. and then eventually Staley had to adjust and then they could go Easy. back to their regular wow. game plan. Yeah. McDaniel is a very is an excellent coach and people like him because he's funny, but he's an excellent coach. So um I have great faith. As long as Tua stays healthy, that yeah. the Dolphins are one of the best teams in the NFL. I I like the case. Uh, and it looks like we're the similar right there with Bills and 49ers. I would not be mad with a Bills 49ers Super Bowl. Yeah, they're very interchangeable. Um I just think the 49ers are complete in all facets. The injury to Tredavious White, I think, you know, the win was impressive, but his injury will knocks him down off the top spot for me. I just I have the Bills at the top after Josh Allen's performance at home against the Dolphins. So three blowouts in a row for them. Nice. So give them credit after a really poor first game. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So um, I actually I think we should segment into our NFL pick'em from here before we get into our MLB playoff talk. Yeah. So we have there's a lot of toss ups this week. So I picked three toss toss ups to go between. And we briefly touched on this game before, but let's start with Atlanta and Houston. Who you got in this one? So let me see. It's Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. It's not, yeah, it's in Atlanta. So uh, I was saying earlier, um, Falcons have let up over like 200 passing yards in the last couple of games. Yeah, one game was in London. Um, and one game was against the Lions. Um but I think they're going up against another heavy passing attack and CJ Stroud and uh, and Tank Dell and, and Nico Collins and the boys. So I think CJ Stroud's going to have a prolific game again, throw for another 300 yards, a couple touchdown passes. Uh, Tank Dell, anytime touchdown, book it. Let's go, Texans. Yeah, my initial pick was the Texans, but then I thought about it a little bit more. And I'm going to touch on the point that I made earlier in this video that when the Falcons have the chance to play poor run defenses, I think their natural bread and butter will shine through. And this is a game perfect for them. The Texans have a poor run defense. And Stroud has looked good so far, but if the Falcons can keep the game in their favor, keep keep the run game going, I think this is a big bounce-back spot for them. I got the Falcons winning. Hopefully it's a good, good-ass game. Actually, but I would, sure. not like, would not like a blowout. For sure, no. Uh, two teams that got blown out last week, the, the Patriots and the Saints. Yeah. Both these teams are looking for a bounce back, but who actually gets that bounce back? I am going to go with the Saints. Um, I think Derek Carr probably watched the film, and he's like, shit, like, that was ass. I probably shouldn't have played. I'm hoping he feels better this time. Uh, he didn't really, I mean, he didn't really look like he was favoring that. Uh, I wonder if it was his shoulder, but he looked, didn't look like he was favoring that injury. Um, I'm hoping that they open up the playbook. They got Alvin Kamara back for, like, this is the second week. Hopefully they give him the, I mean, not 13 receptions, but, like, maybe more rushing attempts, try to open up the lanes with Judon Hurt on the Patriots side. And I'm pretty sure Christian Gonzalez is also hurt. So I'm taking the Saints. Uh, I think they're going to throw all over the Patriots. I'm going to go opposite of you again. And I think this is a perfect spot for Patriots to bounce back. Uh, yeah. Bailey Zapp is the starter or Mac Jones is the starter. Um, tough game for the Patriots last week playing a poor, uh, I mean, a very good defense. Um, the coaching ma- mismatch is huge here. Uh, and I think Belichick knows what he's doing defensively. He can take away the uh, deep threat option of Olave and, you know, limit them to those checkdowns. And I think they'll have – I think it'll be a low-scoring game, and I think the Patriots will play to their style and win this game. We shall see. It's in New England, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Pat pull it out. Yeah, that will be a toss-up as will this game, which is a divisional showdown between Tennessee and Indianapolis. 
Four teams are at two and two in this budging AFC South. Someone's got to step up and take this crowd. This is a huge game for both these teams. So what will make the difference and who gets to win? So I'm going to go with the home team here. Titans looked really good last week. I think the Bengals are just – there's something going on in that locker room. Like they just didn't show up to play. Um Maybe the Titans had home field advantage, and maybe Derrick Henry was like, fuck this, I'm going beast mode. But I don't think he goes beast mode in this game. I think the, the Colts um, I think the Colts have a good linebacking core, and they run around the field and they get after it. Uh, their pass defense is what definitely worries me. But both these pass defenses are really bad. So I'm going with my boy AR-15 with the Colts to absolutely just – take over this game and run for like two touchdowns throw for like 200. So I'm looking for the Colts offense to be explosive. I'm looking, if you want hit, I think hit the over in this game because I think the Titans are going to come out throwing as well. So I'm excited to watch this. Let's go. I could see that happening. Uh, I was back and forth on this game, very tight game. And I originally went with Tennessee, but changing it now to Indianapolis. I'm going to agree with you here. I think the mismatch here is the Colts D-line versus the Titans O-line, which is it's still pretty bad. Uh, I don't know why the Bengals couldn't get home last week. I don't know what yeah. happened to that team. But DeForest yeah. Buckner and company will wreak havoc on this, what may be the worst offensive line to leap. Uh, right. And I do like the Titans coaching, but I also think that Shane Steichen is coming up as uh, a good coach in the NFL. You know, he's already – he got his team to come back last week. And he got that big win over the Ravens the, the previous week, you know, kept yeah. his team in it despite a backup quarterback. So I'm very impressed with Sykin so far. And I say that because usually having Mike Rabel on your sideline gives your team an advantage. It doesn't in this case. And with that trenches battle, probably going to be won by the Colts. I yeah. like them winning as well. I like that analysis. It's one in the trenches. You're right. Yes. Yes. Uh, what's your lock of the week? So lock of the weeks. Um, so let's go. I'm going to do NFL first, um, obviously. Uh, I got London game, Jags versus Bills. Give me Jags plus five. Um, right. I like their experience with these London games. I think they're just – they just their preparation for these games are uh, more experienced than the Bills have. I don't remember the last time the Bills took a uh, – had a Europe game. I'm trying to remember, but – I couldn't find it. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Defense tightens up. Uh, Bills, I think, get uh, don't have a good start early, and the Jaguars come after them. And I think Trevor Lawrence has a career game against this Bills defense. That's I like that. Very and bold then also, pick. Yeah, yes, and then I have well, another one I got. Sorry, I got <laughs> Jets at Broncos. Take the under, 43 and a half. And then Sunday night football, I think the 49ers going to kill the Cowboys. Give me minus three and a half. So those are like it. Like it a lot. Um, My lock of the week for the NFL is the Packers on Monday night football against the Raiders. I couldn't believe this line when I saw it. Minus two. Yeah. This is an overreaction to the blowout on Thursday night. The Packers are not that bad. They just. I mean, the lines are just really good. It's, it's just, yeah. It just blew them out straight up. The the Raiders, though, are bottom five team in the NFL for me. And they're probably going to have their – they might have their backup quarterback. But even if they don't, the, the Packers are just much better on defense, uh, much better coached overall. Uh, the Raiders don't really do a ton right on, on defense, and they don't make the right – and their coach is abysmal. Um, yeah. So give me the Packers all day minus two. How is it so low? It did gotta be fucking with us for real. And uh, shout out Chandler Jones. Yeah, Mike Mike McDaniel's was a part of the Aaron Hernandez murder, dude. Like, it's obvious. Chandler Jones no longer a reader. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, rip. But yeah. Hopefully he'll be all right. Hit us with an upset. Okay, my upset. I think you're gonna like this one. Rams at home against the Eagles. Give me the Rams. Hell yeah. I have the Rams too. I have two upsets though. So let's hear. That's that's me cheating. But that's why funny. I like the Rams versus the Eagles. I already went into what I think about the Eagles so far, but I think the Rams 
you know, we were concerned about their offensive line issues and what is their defense going to be like without all their star players. But Aaron Donald is still a beast and still a huge difference maker. The offensive line is holding up so far. They did it in that Bengals game, but overall they've been holding up. And with Puka looking good and the running game looking good, I think the Rams can at very least cover a four and a half point spread. But I could see an upset. Uh, I actually, I'm, I think more likely of an upset is the Steelers over the Ravens. Steelers are a three and a half point underdog, and I like to back teams when when there's a good roster and a backup quarterback because the good roster tends to play up to their potential when they know that they have a backup quarterback. And on that note, Mitch Trubisky really isn't that much of a step down from Kenny Pickett, at least right now. So I think they'll rally around and that, that defense is still really good. The Ravens might be feeling themselves after a big win. Uh, the, The Ravens are still very hurt. So, um, give me the Steelers to win this game. I like that. I like that, especially at home. Yes. All right. And what about college football? You got any picks for those? No. Yeah, college football. Let's go. Where are my Jersey boys at? Give me Rutgers at Wisconsin plus fourteen. I also like Washington State is at UCLA. I like I like Wazoo plus three and a half. And my last pick, I fucking hate Bama. And I think Texas A&M's defense is legit. Give me Texas A&M plus two and a half versus Bama at home. I would love to see an upset there. I would love to see Alabama go down again. Um, And I'm going to go with Minnesota at home versus Michigan. I believe they're plus 20 or plus 19. Yeah. Minnesota's not going to win. But this is a classic Big Ten game on the road. And Michigan, you know, there's – they still got their big games coming up, which is not many this year, but they're going to be at Michigan State in a couple of weeks and then at Penn State and Ohio State, of course, later in the season. Um, this is the kind of game where you go on the road to what you consider an inferior squad and you don't play up to your potential. I think they cover that 19-point spread. I can see it being like 38-24. to 24. I like that a lot. I'm definitely riding. All I'm right. riding. Riding. Let's go. Ride with me. And... Now, to cap off the show, let's give our MLB predictions. We don't really talk a bunch of baseball on this show. We usually just rant about the Yankees and Mets. But yeah. we, we should give some predictions. So I want to hear your ALCS matchup, who wins, your NLC, NLCS matchup, who wins, and then your World Series pick. So uh, my ALCS matchup, it's going to be the – obviously the Astros – the, again, I think they just get hot at the right time. I don't. I can't see the. They have the Twins and the Blue Jays in their bracket. I don't think either of those teams could beat them. Um, so it's going to be Astros plays the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, that young team. Um, I think the Orioles are just. I think they're just destined to be one of those young teams that has one of the best records in the league, uh, just to come out firing and they make the LCS. Um, even though they're both uh, in the Yankees division, I hate both these teams. Um, I'm going to go with the Orioles to go to the World Series on that side of the bracket. And then on the NL side, I'm going to go with the Dodgers, going to play the Braves uh, in a classic NLCS. And then the Braves are just the best team in baseball. I think it's going to be Braves-Orioles. And then I think the Braves just – they win in five games. So – that's what happens. Well, Chuck, there's really no point in me going into my analysis because I have the exact same picks as you. I have the I Orioles beating the Astros, <laughs> and then I have the Braves beating the Dodgers. But and I have the I have the Braves beating the Orioles as well. But I have them winning in seven. I think it's going to be a, an amazing World Series. Yeah, um, I'm excited. But my I my case for that for tailing your picks is. The bottom tier of teams in both of these leagues are not very good. I don't see a ton of upset potential with any of these teams. Like, maybe the Phillies have some magic in them, but I don't really think teams like that, you know, I don't think they can just create magic twice in two years unless they have, like, an organization like the Dodgers or the Astros where they consistently do it. 
So those two organizations, the Dodgers and the Astros, have been consistent at making it year after year, no matter what players they have, and it's hard to go against that. And then the Braves and the Orioles have the advantage of home field and just the most complete rosters. But the Braves, from top to bottom, their one to nine hitters are all really good, and they have some great pitchers at the top. I think they have that edge in terms of pitching over the Orioles. So that's why I like the Braves. Yeah, the Braves just fucking hit dingers like it's no tomorrow. Two things. I don't want to see the Astros in it again. Let's let's have a different team. Even though I'm a Yankee fan and the Yankee bias, let's have a different team. I think everybody who's a baseball fan can agree. Please, let's have a different winner. Um, and then let's not have the – I'm actually going to say the Phillies could upset – but I don't want the Phillies in the World Series because I don't want to hear that goddamn song. Watching you kiss her. Whoa-oh-oh. I'm in the corner. Shut up. I don't want to fucking hear that shit. I hate <laughs> that song. Um, not a big Philly fan. But, yeah, I'm excited. Playoffs started today. Rangers beat the Tampa Bay uh, Rays. Rays are missing their child molester, Wander Franco, bad. Yes, definitely. And – uh Milwaukee is losing right now to Arizona. Corbin Burns has given up three home runs already through four innings. So Yeah, gross. Uh, lots of action in that game. So it should be an exciting three-game series. Um, but that's all we got for our show today. Whew, almost a full hour of content. You guys are spoiled. Yeah, I love it. Um, we're here all week. Um, we're going to be here all month. We're going to be here all know. year. Be here all yeah, be here all year. Hell Get yeah. The season's getting going. I'm hard as a rock right now. Like, come on, cuz. <laughs> Love come it. Love it. Love it. So if you like this content, subscribe to us on YouTube, Shoop Sports. Hit the Follow like us button. on Spotify, the Shoop Sports broadcast channel. Again, pick up some jewelry if you would like from Arichi. All those links are in the bio. And until then. I'm Shoop. I'm Chuck. And we will see you guys next time. Peace. Hey, bet responsibly. Very much.